everyone, and welcome back to the Christian channel. My name is Claire McCallan, and I am so excited to be speaking with today's guest, Raul Peck, who is the Academy Award-nominated director of Amazon Prime's new documentary, Silver Dollar Road. Silver Dollar Road tells a story of Black land ownership, specifically through the lens of the Reels family. But even further, it goes on to tell the story of a justice system that really is anything but just and its attempts to strip black families and black Americans not only of their legacy economically but also socially and culturally too. Raul, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Oh thank you for being here. Um, such an honor. I want to start by asking how you got involved in this project. Uh, well it started with uh, uh, an inquiry that ProPublica uh, did Mm -hmm. uh, through her journalist, Lizzie Presser, who did an, an incredible job to unearth not only the story of the Reels family, but also the whole context, the economical context, the historical context, and the legal context of uh, a, a certain a number of laws that originally were there to help uh, has property in particular, that means uh, uh, property that was inherited by, by the whole families uh, uh, to uh, keep their land. And in fact, those laws have been used in many cases by, uh, you know, interest parties, economical parties, uh, promoters, uh, to basically, I'm, I'm uh, afraid to, to use that word, but to basically steal the land from people. And, and a lot of the time, the families don't have the means to defend themselves themselves they don't have the money to uh, when the property have been put on auction to buy back uh, uh, their their property um if uh, taxes are raised and they can't compete uh, because you know when the property suddenly is considered a, a touristic uh, 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 um, development uh, uh, project um you know if your property is near that and of course you can't pay the taxes even though that place was your livelihood or is your livelihood where you know you were born there you you raise your children there and suddenly the whole economy around it have changed and 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 basically you are pushed away absolutely it is unfortunately a story that we see playing over over and over again in the United States, but in your film specifically, we look at this case of the Reels family. I don't want to give too much away because I think people should watch the film, but can you give the audience a little bit of a teaser of what the Reels family specifically is dealing with in North Carolina? Well, the, the Reels family basically own 65 acres of land uh, that their ancestor got uh, right after slavery times. And uh, and they bought that land. You know, you remember the the famous promise of forty acres uh, uh, and a mule uh, never happened. So most black families started to buy the only land they could buy, which were basically swamp lands. You know, on the river, on the, on the sea, uh, and they made well with those lands. They really put them. Uh, uh, in a, in a productive mode, and they work the land, and and in in the uh, beginning of the twentieth century, you know, around 19, 1920, um, there were a lot of violence to get 
them out of that land. You know, we forget that, you know, the, the lynching started, you know, uh, uh, by pushing black farmers out of their properties. You know, the, the big exodus toward the north, it, it was about uh, uh, land. It started with land. Uh, you know, it wasn't so much racism, it was economic, you know. And uh, so uh, basically uh, the Rials family, like many black families and poor families, uh, are very distant to the justice system. So they don't write a will most of the time. So uh, the land ends up in what uh, it's called Herf's property where the whole uh, rest of the family inherited the land without saying, you know, who has what piece of the land. It's just the whole community, the whole family. So um, it, it suffice that one uh, very estranged uh, part of the family comes back and said, I want a piece, you know, the piece that belongs to me. And that's what started the problem. In the case of the real family, it's a similar a problem of a, a uncle who lives in New Jersey who came back and said I, he has a deed that uh, his father had give, his uncle had given him part of it but nobody remembers when and all those papers came along and and basically it become a, like a succession of of uh, you know of of event and, and paperwork that the family has no capacity to follow. And the justice system itself was contradictory. Lawyers were not doing their jobs properly and not telling the family exactly what was going on or failing to register certain uh, certain paper that the family had, you know, that certified that they owned the 65 uh, acres. So uh, without going into many details, it comes to a point where the two brothers, uh, uh, Melvin and Lacurtis, who had their house on part of those 13 acres, that was the part that the promoters wanted to have. Uh, and they, they were assigned to vacate the land, destroy the houses, and, and give the land to the promoters. And, uh, and they say no, you know, all those people, they were born there. That's all they know. That's where they, they fish, they, they hunt, they, everything they need is there. And um, it came to a point where they, they, they received eviction notice and um, they still continue to resist uh, until the moment where a judge decided that they were um, going to be uh, condemned uh, for contempt. You know, and contempt is a really incredible instrument where in their case, you know, you get contempt for a week, for months, or maximum 90 days. But they were put uh, in jail without an end, basically. The only end would say that they destroy their house and, and and leave the property. And the two brothers say no. So they stay in jail for eight years, you know, which is something that never happened in the whole American history of the justice system. And and that's so adding to that, you know, to that traumatic, you know, uh, several decades of fights uh, of this family. So it it's it's heart wrenching. It's it's heartbreaking, 
But you see those two women, Kim uh, 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 and and Mamie, uh, uh, who are the, you know Mamie the matriarch uh, after the grandmother. She's the one who took up the fight, and how they were able to to be resilient and to fight and to keep the family together, and and fight their way through the system and and have the two brothers uh, uh, freed and and the fight continues today to secure the rest of the property that they have. So that's a very, uh, um, it's an incredible story. It's it's uh, heart-wrenching. It's funny. It's because Mami is a very funny person, very energetic. And and uh, and it's, it's the story uh, about, uh, you know, who we are, finally. Thank you. Uh, obviously, it is a story about injustice and the legal system in the United States, about gentrification and developers, but it's also a family story, as you referenced with all the different family members. What was it like getting to be part of the family for a little while and integrating into their community? Uh, well, first of all, they they welcomed me and, and uh, thanks also to the work that Lizzie Presser have been doing for years before that. So I was introduced to them uh, through Lizzie, which made things uh, much easier for me uh, you know usually as a filmmaker you have to spend time with the people you want to film you have to they have to trust you you have to explain what you want to do and and in that case most much of the work has been done so I, I came into a family that was ready to to talk to me or ready to continue uh, uh, their work on on this uh, story and and I felt in love with that family because I, they remind me of my own family. Uh, you know, I come from Haiti, and and they're all uh, land problems there too. And 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 but once you get to a, a birthday where I went for the first time, it was Gertrude uh, uh, Real's birthday, ninety fifth birthday. So there were people from everywhere, you know, coming from every part of the country to 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 visit, stay for barbecue and. And so I, I felt at home. And so I, I knew it was just a matter of find the right way to tell that story and, and keep the the reality of those people, um, you know, alive and make them uh, uh, real human being and not cliches or not just tools of a story. That was important to me uh, and and make it bigger than than just their own life. But it's, it's about... Uh, this whole country stories because it's happening everywhere. It's not just, you know, it happened in the cities, as you say, through gentrification. It's basically the same process. You know, uh, money invade a place and people who originally are from that place have to go away and nobody care where they go away. And usually they are worse off. <laughs> and it happened in in uh, of the of the land as well. It happened a lot in the south, but um, and not just black families. By, by the way, um, a lot of uh, white poor white families happened too, and even middle class family. You know, they, I don't know any uh, family who doesn't have in its history a moment where they lost land, and usually they lost land through you know, different uh, issues of, of that has to do with justice, that has to do with money, that has to do with power. And that's the history of this country, unfortunately. I think that the tenacity shown by the entire family, especially with the brothers being able to persevere through eight years of jail time, 
and never acquiescing to these unjust demands shows a profound sense of hope. Where do you think they get their hope? You, you've been the ones closest to them. Where is yeah. this hope springing from? Because it seems like it must be endless in order to carry you through all of this trial. I, I'm not sure uh, that hope is a term because I, I try to put myself in their place. Is like, basically it's like somebody coming to you and say, uh, you cannot be you anymore. And, and there is no alternative. You know, those are men in their 50s and 60s. And you tell them, you know, your grand great grandfather was born here. Your grandfather was born here. Your father, your mother were born there, here. You spent all your youth here. You you made a living out of fishing, hunting, and and farming. And you have to vacate to go where? You know, the the rest of the world is not their world. Mm -hmm. So you basically, I think they had no choice, yeah. and to say no. Because anything else is death, basically. So uh, I think that's what, you know, uh, and they knew, you know, where to begin. You know, it's, they are no, no young men anymore, you know, where to begin. And they felt also they represented the whole family. You know, uh, um, both men all the time said, you know, they couldn't imagine uh, uh, not resisting, uh, uh, you know, especially in front of their grandmother or their mother, you know. They can't let that fight in the hand of the grandmother. That's their turn to resist. So there are all those, those uh, um, moments and, and, and reality situations that I think fuel them and, and help them uh, resist, help them survive. And even though it's a tr still a traumatic experience for them because you don't get get out of jail after eight almost eight years unscratched you know it's it's traumatic and and i you know if, if you've seen the film even when le curtis said you know uh i know why you know i stay in my room i know why i'm crying you know years after that you know and he's very clear in his head about what happened and, and he knows very clearly what was done to him. You know? And despite all that, they, they still are really a great human being, you know. And at one point in the film, he says, you know, I've I've uh I'm so happy that I learned not to hate, you know. And he had all the necessary reason to hate to hate everybody, to hate the world, to hate the situation, you know? And, and he said, I'm, I'm struggling because I do not want to hate. And that's, that's strong. That's strong when, when a human being can say that. Absolutely. Uh, where can people, I know that this interview is going to move a lot of our audience members to want to see the film. Where can they see it and when? Uh, it will be uh, streamed uh, uh, globally through Amazon on uh, starting October 23rd. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, Raul Peck. I'm, I'm getting a sign. Oh, sorry. October 20th. 
Okay. Hey, that's okay. You already, you, now they'll be checking every day. They'll be okay. refreshing it. <laughs> so it's it's, yeah. it's going to be here October 20th on Amazon prime for streaming silver right. dollar road. Thank you so much. Thank Mr. you. Thank you.